tuned into the JT Live Monday Morning Quarterback Show. I am your host, your man, JT Live, a.k.a. Jeff Thomas, right here on our Monday Morning Show. I want to thank everybody for listening in. If you're hearing my voice this morning, hope you had a great weekend. And on today's show, we're going to talk uh, a little bit of NFL, uh, just kind of just, just kind of give a recap. We're going to talk a few other sports as well. But um, I want to thank you all for listening to our show. Uh, if you want to reach us, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Rank Top 5 Sports. You can also like our Facebook page, uh, Rank Top 5 Sports Talk Radio. Uh, man, it's, it's, re- it's, it's really interesting. Um, and today, and, and people know um, about Chris Carter. Chris Carter apparently made some comments at the Rookie Symposium uh, last year. And it's just now coming to fruition after uh, ESPN is doing a report on uh, on doing a, a, a show on Chris Boyle and former linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers who retired um, early. And it's just interesting to see some of the reactions that people are giving on this uh, Chris Carter situation. So we'll talk about that in just one moment. Of course, we're fully fledged into our second week of preseason football. I'm telling you right now, I'm ready for the season to start. I mean, let's get the season started. Preseason football, I understand it. And I know that, um, you know, they, they have to, to have these games. But, you know, you're starting to see a lot of injuries. Of course, Jordy Nelson just went down with an ACL, supposedly. So we'll see what the results come back uh, after the MRI. Uh, that would be a big, big blow to the Green Bay Packers if that's the case. So we'll just examine um, that that preseason. And I, I'm, I'm really... Not a proponent. I, I saw Pittsburgh and, and Green Bay Packers, and I saw Aaron Rodgers get hit by James Harrison. And I'm telling you right now, I would be one of those people that would be like, look, i got to pull my quarterback out immediately. He's my franchise. If the Green Bay Packers lose uh, Aaron Rodgers, their season is pretty much done. Okay? It's done. So, um, look at that as well. Oh, man. Then I wanted to, I, I don't know if I'm going to do this today. Maybe I'll do it on Thursday. I want to talk about the top five uh, receivers in the NFL. I want to give give my top five, and then I'm going to talk maybe about the top ten. You really have some good receivers out here uh, today, and I think wide receivers are better now than they were in the past. And I know some people are probably, oh, you know, JT, that's wrong. It's incorrect. You know, what about the Lynn Swans and the Lance Allsworth and all those people? Those guys were great, but I think guys are learning how to play the game early on um, you know, guys are learning in eighth grade. Guys are learning, you know, in sixth grade. They're learning this, you know, those, those skill sets that it takes to be a wide receiver. And, and kids are starting to be a little bit more sports specific. So they're working on their quarterback skills. They're working on their linebacker drills and, and linebacker skills and, and as to what they will end up doing in the NFL. So that's interesting in itself. But let me jump on this Chris Carter situation. And hopefully I could pull some audio and add to this. But if not, you can. it's all over the blogs. You can get a chance to um, look at it. Of course, people who know Hall of Fame wide receiver Chris Carter, who played for the Philadelphia Eagles and the, My- the Minnesota uh, Vikings and the Miami Dolphins for a small stretch, made a comment at a rookie symposium. And basically what he said was, you need to have a total players, you know, if you're out with your homies, and some trouble happens or you get into some troubles, you need to have a fall guy. And that fall guy could be the person who will take the blame for whatever whatever took place. You need to have that homie who's willing to go to jail, who's willing to take out, uh, you take all the responsibilities. 
away from from you because you're in the NFL. You're making money. You're worth millions of dollars. You you know you you got your body. You need your body. You need to have that presence, and you don't need to be suspended. You don't need to be losing revenue at any point. And so, a lot of different views and opinions on it. And, and I'm going to say this: I don't condone that. I mean, you know what? You try to make the best decisions possible and keep yourself out of situations. That's what you would like to do. But we know young, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25-year-olds are going to make mistakes. They just make stupid mistakes. That happens. But to put somebody else out there like that, and for Chris Carter to make that comment, I really didn't like it. But we know that there are situations and there's realities behind this. We know that people actually do this. We know that guys take the fall for other guys. That's just how that's just how it is. There's other situations where it goes the opposite sometimes, you know. I mean, let's look at the Michael Vick situation. And I'm not condoning dog killing and, 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 and dog fighting. But he had a whole ring of people that were supposed to be guys who would take the heat, I'm sure, if something happened. If something popped off, you know what, his cousins, his friends, all those guys who were close with him, all those guys that he took care of, all those guys that he gave money to, when he got on about the dogs, they broke camp. So, you know, those those things can and cannot work for you, just depends on the situation. But Chris Carter, we know he's had some issues and Chris Carter has been very opinionated and been outspoken, been, been very judgmental about certain players and what they should and should not do in the NFL. He just has. He's made some outlandish comments. I'm not a Chris Carter fan per se, but he has done and said some crazy stuff before in the past. That being said, Chris should not have said that, but... Because he works for the machine at ESPN, and ESPN to me now is starting to control the thought of football teams and, and pro sports, period. To me, they're starting to try or at least try to dictate how these teams operate. They are. I mean, I just saw a post last week on ESPN talking about getting rid of the Oklahoma drill in football. What are you talking about? And some people, if you don't know what the Oklahoma drill is, I suggest you Google it. But guys who play football, they know what the Oklahoma drill is. Why is ESPN talking about getting rid of getting rid of the Oklahoma drill? What does that have to do with you? What does a practice drill have to do with ESPN? That's ridiculous. That's To me, that's just crazy. I have to say it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Or, uh, you know, now, because Chris Carter works... For ESPN. And he made these comments back in 2014. At a rookie symposium. So they had audio and video of this. So why now. Is this coming out. Because Chris Borland. Linebacker. Now you know he's not the ethnicity. Of an African American. So maybe he doesn't understand this all the way. From the community in which he comes from. But it does happen and it's prevalent. Okay. But. Chris Carter made the comment. Chris Boylan brought it up in his interview. Now, why couldn't he bring this up last year in 2014? Why didn't he whistleblow and say, hey, or send it to the blog or the media, whoever, and say, hey, listen, you all need to check out what Chris Carter said at this rookie symposium. And I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying now he brings it up because he's a retired player. So he doesn't particularly care 
about what happens. That was something he should have addressed. And some people might say, well, he was just trying to make his team. He didn't want to mess up his chances. What? No. If he thought that that was some bad or erroneous advice, he should have said, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell somebody about this. I'm going to tell my agent and my agent leak it something or the other. Now he's out there. Everybody's going to look at him as the snitch and, and, you know, whatever. But he should have did it when it was when it would have had more of an impact. I thought the comments were reckless. I don't think Chris Carter should have came out and made those comments, but he did. And so now people are, you know, they're going in on him. Oh, well, you know, he, he shouldn't have did this. And, and, and everybody has their judgment hat on on Chris Carter right now. And, I mean, you know what? Maybe this is a cultural thing. Maybe it is. It could be a cultural way of thinking for certain groups. It does happen. Guys think a certain kind of way or they have a certain code. Hey, we out people who are more, maybe more educated and, and we feel removed from certain, you know, environments, you know, we feel like, hey, that behavior should be shunned and, and we don't necessarily agree with that behavior. But it does happen. So what are we to do? Are we not to, to say, uh, you know, <laughs> these things don't happen in the community? And I'm wondering, and, and I'll say this. Was it, a situation with these rookie symposiums. Is the NFL telling these guys to be open and honest? Be as candid as possible? Because if that's the case. Then is what Chris Carter said wrong. Because we know it's not wrong. Because you know what happens. It was reckless. But it's happening. So when I look at that particular situation, I say to myself, man, I, I you know, I, at first, when I first heard, it, I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up. But then as I'm looking at it, because a lot of places, and if you, and especially when you're speaking to young people, and, and I know I've been in a situation where I've spoken to young African-American men, and I've had to be open and honest about the conversation. Some things people wouldn't find uh, appealing. They wouldn't like it. They would cringe at some of the comments. But sometimes that's the commentary. And sometimes that's the information that these young people need to they need to hear. They do. Now I'm not saying that if if let's say because he used Teddy Bridgewater as an example, if Teddy Bridgewater does something wrong, then somebody else should take the fall for it. And I think that can get mixed up in that particular situation because what happens is, especially with athletes, they have a lot of guys around them who may do stupid stuff. And the athlete will get blamed for it when he had absolutely nothing to do with it. I always caught, look back at what happened with Allen Iverson when he was in that the bowling alley. wasn't even wasn't even around the fight, but he got blamed because he's Allen Iverson. You see, so when we look at those particular situations, I think we need to we we really need to uh, 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 examine everything. And to me, this ESPN machine is starting to turn into TMZ, you ask me. TMZ. It's a gossip column. Sports is, you know, TMZ is beating everybody in information right now. How are they? And, and big shots out to Harvey. <laughs> you got to give him credit at TMZ. This guy is getting information all over the place. He is. 
gotta love TMZ. They're getting the info. And since they're getting this information, they're putting everything out there on people who are, who are uh, if you do something wrong or of information. I mean, how did they beat the NFL to the Ray Rice video? Commissioner said he never saw the video. You got a, you talk about a billion dollar uh, uh, industry in the NFL National Football League with high tech security, all these, all the, 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 the resources available on earth. And TMZ, a small television blog, gets that information. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, he, you know, I mean, if you're going to have uh, 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 forms like this, to me, I don't think you should record them. I really don't. I don't think they should be recorded. I think they should be, you know, if, if we're talking, if I'm having a candid conversation with another man that's important, I don't think that it, people should have access to that because certain things that people are going to say that people need to hear aren't going to be expressed now. Because people are going to sugarcoat it. And some of these young people who are getting these millions of dollars coming in the NFL, the NBA, base, Major League Baseball, and all these other sports need hardcore information. Now, I don't know if, 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 because some people's view on it is that he was taking it in jest. You know, he was just kind of saying, oh, you know, he was just using an example, whatever. That could have been the case. I don't know. It's based on interpretation of communication and how you interpret how people communicate. But now you got ESPN involved. He has to come out and say, you know, he's a, he's a, he apologized. I wouldn't be surprised if he got suspended. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened, which would be utterly ridiculous. Chris Carter, those who know him know that he's a very opinionated man. He is. Chris says he, he says a lot of stuff, and a lot of people don't necessarily agree with him because there are some things that he said I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily care for it, but he said it. Whether you like it or not, it was said. And I'm glad it was said because this is not a new concept. There's always a fall guy. There's always somebody that's going to be take the fall. Whether it's yourself, yourself, or somebody else in this particular situation when the heat gets hot. Somebody's going to fall. Somebody will. And in this particular situation, Chris Carter gets caught up. And everybody that dislikes Chris Carter, they're going to pour salt on him. They're going to pour salt on him. This is the time to do it. If you want to salt up Chris Carter, this is the time you need to do it because of the comment that he made. And and you know what? In the grand scheme of things, you know, hopefully none of those young men are get caught up in that kind of lifestyle where they do something wrong. Of course, we know things happen. It happens all the time. Because you have element. You have bad element all over the place. And sometimes you got good guys that just get caught up in situations. Hey, this is your man, JT Live on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show. I am your host, Jeff Thomas, baby. Y'all know how we do it. You can follow us at Rank Top Fast Sports on Twitter. You can also like our Facebook page, Rank Top Fast Sports Talk Network. Get with us. Uh, we talk in NFL. Of course, this is our, our Monday morning show. We'll be here um, every week, man, just getting in our podcast. Thank everybody for listening to um, our, our podcast these, these weeks. Of course, on our Wednesday show, we have a no, I mean, I'm sorry, on our Thursday night show, it's a no holes bar stream, and man, I, I kind of get it in. So some of the content's a little, it's a little strong. So you know, for those who can't really bear with it, I don't, I don't pull any punches. I'm straight, direct, and honest. Also, we're gonna have a college football report this Friday. Uh, we'll be doing our top uh, 25 
uh, with Coach and Player Magazine. They'll be giving us their, their top 25, so they'll be here on the show as well. Um, just just looking at some of the things, uh, just just to let this people out there know, I'm a big Cubs fan. Chi-Town makes the world takes, baby. Y'all know how we do it. Cubs are kicking butt right now. Now, you know, as a Cubs fan, it's always a wait-and-see type of attitude because you want to see how things go through the playoffs. They have a very young team, but they are on they are hot on all cylinders right now. They just are. I think they got the third best record in Major League Baseball. And the Cardinals and the Pirates are, are up there as well. So you're talking about uh, what the National League? What is it, National League Central? I mean, the, the, the top teams in that league are St. Louis and Pittsburgh and Chicago. It's unfortunate that that either Chicago and Pittsburgh are gonna have to play each other in a wild card game. I mean, that's just that's just crazy to me. Um, but the Cardinals, they, they really show no, no weaknesses in slowing down as well. So big shots out to my Cubs, man. Chris Bryant, uh, Anthony Rizzo, those guys are playing some great ba- baseball on the north side of Chicago uh, right about now. Just want to talk about um, last week a little bit. You had some uh, NFL camp fights, and it is funny to me, you know, and camp fights are going to happen. You got two Different teams that are practicing together, which I think is a nice concept. I think that's an excellent concept. If I'm not going to play your team in the season, then we should we should practice together. Because a lot of times you beat up on your own players. You get tired of seeing your the same players every single day. And it gives you a little measurement uh, of how you, uh, you grade out against other competition. And it adds fuel to the fire. So, you know, if, if I'm playing for the Chicago Bears and I'm going up against my receiver every day, I mean, am I really learning anything? Probably not. But if I'm going to take the Chicago Bears as an ex- use them as an example because they played, they practiced with the Indianapolis Colts last week and they played the Colts in a preseason game this past uh, weekend on Saturday. And so they practiced with each other. They had a little scuffle in there, a fight. But, you know, it, it helps you pick up your intensity and, and it, it helps you uh, get better as a player. And you can really, coaches can really get a true examination of how their players are playing. Now, I, I'm not a big proponent of preseason football, especially all the games. I, I truly believe you probably only need three games, maybe. Maybe three. Because, I mean... Okay, the first game, the, the the starters play one series for the most part. That's it, you out. And everybody else is, is okay, who can make this squad? Who can help us? And we know it's a farm system, plus it's a revenue generator. I mean, it's, it's easy money for the NFL to get. You get that TV money, you get a few fans sprinkled through the door, so you get that money. Second week, maybe you see the ones go to the second, right? They, they go to the, the second quarter. You see that. Okay. Third week, they go all the way into the third, fourth. And I understand the progression. But if you're going to have it, man, I mean, dude, it's it's just, ugh, I can't stand it. I don't know how many people out there can really stand watching preseason football because it's like watching mud dry. Just, just looking. It gets, it gets I, I, I don't know. I, I, can't, I really can't take it too much. Just being totally honest with you. It up. It's it's not. Then you get all these little injuries, and people say, "Well, guys, they might get hurt anyway." Please, man, Jordy Nelson, he hurt his knee. He hurt his knee. It's been a slew of other players that have went out with ACL, Achilles torn. I mean, this is from preseason, and I I, I want to ask the question out there. Maybe somebody can tell me. They can send me a tweet, or they can hit us up on our Facebook page. Why are there so many knee injuries today? 
Are guys overtraining? Are they doing too much jumping around all these different sports specific exercises that is killing their knees? Because guys, maybe the knees just aren't built for that. As a species of man, we're not built to be jumping all around and, and, and doing all that old kind of stuff. And it's it's really you start these ACL injuries are just ridiculous. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger, but are they overtraining? Are guys overtraining? And I'm curious. I wish I had a doctor or something, somebody to tell me why are we having all these rash of injuries? It's, it's just ridiculous. And of course, we're focusing now more on concussions, and that's something that has to be looked at. And I, I'm, I'm in full agreement with, with people looking at concussions because that's a serious issue that goes on. Um, and, and even in, in peewee football games now, they're really starting to look at uh, things that happen with as far as concussions. If you have, if you have a concussion or concussion-like symptoms, you get pulled out of games. You can't play the rest of the game, which I, I really enjoy that. I mean, because kids. If you're gonna, I mean, you can get concussions doing any sport. You can get a concussion in basketball, baseball. They say it's more prevalent in football, but I don't know how much more that is until they finish all the research. You know, they they really have to finish the research so we can take a look at it and see, you know, what's the numbers. And and it really is hard to play out because you know some guys that have some issues, but I mean, let's let's just be for real. I mean, who knows what the outcome of that is. Um, also, I'm just looking at what well, Calvin Benjamin is also hurt. Cam Newton got that big contract. I wonder if Cam Newton's going to be able to to really live up to that. Now that his receivers out, what is he going to do? How is he going to manage that? Because that's done. Um, I don't know. We'll see what Cam is 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 able to do um, without the receiver. Um, also, I saw something very interesting. I saw I was watching the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. And what I will say is this. I believe that referees are throwing these flags a little bit prematurely on certain situations and, and certain quarterbacks. I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm gonna, I got to keep this real. Because I saw... Um, Certain quarterbacks, like the well, and I'll just go back to the past. Michael Vick, RG3, and I'm going to hit on RG3 in just one moment. RG3, take brutal, vicious hits. And on one play, I saw when RG3 got hit last week, the guy horse calling him. There was no penalty call. No penalty called at all. But I'm watching the Philadelphia Eagles play, and I saw Suggs hit Bradford. And he hit him as he was doing the read option. He came and hit him. And he can be hit when he's looked at viewed as a threat. He's not passing the football. Suggs was given a penalty. And that was crazy. That was a legal play. But because Bradford's a little fragile, he's been hurt. Uh, we throw the flag on that. I'm not saying, I don't want to pull a race card out here and say that black quarterbacks that are mobile... Okay, black quarterbacks that are mobile are not getting the same breaks as other quarterbacks that are not mobile, that get hit. Or if they're coming out and they're running the football and they get a vicious hit. I, I'm just saying. The, the hit that, that, that Suggs did on uh, Sam Bradford, that was clearly legal. I've seen him demolish Colin Kaepernick. I've seen him demolish Russell Wilson. I don't know, man. 
I just have to put that out there. But I thought it was a real pacification when I seen the referee throw the flag. I'm like, and Suggs had all the right to go off. Suggs had all the right to go off because that was an erroneous call. It was ridiculous. And I, I'm, I'm a proponent for safety. But I mean, come on, man. The NFL now is just... You know, officials, and I understand officials want to make the calls. They want to keep the game safe. And I admire all that. Believe me. I admire all that. And, and, and I want to see guys, you know, do what they're supposed to do. But come on. Come on. And I have to say this, too. Philadelphia Eagles is, uh, right now in preseason, I have to admit, they look pretty impressive. I didn't think they would do much in that NFC East. But I might want to look at that. And revisit that because I had them. I picked them going third. You go to uh, our Twitter page and you look and you scroll down. You'll see where I have them pick. I had them picking. I had them going third behind the um, Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. And so you know you, you get to see that right off the bat. You just will. But I, you know, it's just interesting to see how that that rolls out. For my Chicago Bear fans, I know you guys are, you know, Bear, uh, Bear, 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 Bears. And, and people are really down on the Bears. Let me say this. I saw them in preseason. <sighs> the rookies and the second and third team look better than me. They look better than me than the first team guys. They just do. They seem like they want it more. And me being a Bears fan and, and, and you know, it's a, it's a lot of uh, anti Jay Cutler uh, sentiment here in the Chicago area and probably around the the, uh, the country. It really is. It, it's it probably it's, it's so much stuff going on around this country. Uh, you know, I don't know. Jay Cutler is just one of those guys that you know we just don't necessarily like here in Chicago because he has not produced. And people are saying, oh, he has the numbers and stuff like that. And I don't want to go on a Jay Bash today, which is funny. I'm talking about this because on um, I, I last night I tried to uh, get into my son's fantasy football league. I'm already in the league, but I couldn't log in for some reason. The draft was coming up. So I missed the draft. So they did the auto picks. So they auto-pick for me. They pick Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Okay, I'm fine with that. I could live with it. But then they picked up additional picks, and they picked up Jay Cutler. For anybody that knows me, JT Lad, they know I can't stand Jay Cutler. They know he's one of the quarterbacks. I think he's the worst of the league, worst, worst quarterback ever for Chicago Bears. But he's on my team now, so I got to roll with Jay for a little bit. I got to find side. I'm going to have to look in there because I, I have to go through some of my picks and, and see what's going on. He also picked Jordy Nelson for me. He's hurt. So I got to get rid of Jordy Nelson right out the gate because he's got knee injuries. So I got to do some. I got to go out and see if I can find another receiver. But it's just crazy. You know, the, the anti-Jay sentiment. Will he get better? I don't know. If his body language improves, I don't know. Is he a leader in the Chicago Bears locker room? I don't know. Brandon Marshall has been ripping him apart. Uh, you know, and a lot of people are down on Brandon Marshall and saying, oh, Brandon Marshall should stay in New York. Or Brandon Marshall, he was a cancer in the locker room. I don't know. There's been people saying that he, Jay Cutler wasn't held accountable in the locker room. Well, no players were held accountable in the Chicago Bears locker room. I mean, let's look at Lance Briggs. The first week of practice, Lance Briggs wants to go open up his, I mean, the first week of game week. I think it was last year, two years ago, he wanted to open up his rib joint up in California. Who does that during the season? 
Who even brings himself to ask a coach? Hey, coach, I want to go open up my rib joint up in uh, San Francisco to, uh, today. It's Monday. I'm gonna miss Monday. Can I go, coach? I mean, I I, I don't know. I, you know, I, as a coach, I would be like, man, are you crazy? We're trying to win football games right here. Who opens up a rib joint in September? Hey, that's not barbecue season. Barbecue season start. It starts in June, May, end of May, really. It starts May. Memorial Day weekend. That's when barbecue kicks off, man. You should have did it right then. Open up your rib joint in May. Then you got pit masters and all. It's just crazy, man. Chicago Bears, I don't know. They'll get it together at some point. But, hey, this is your man, JT Live on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show right here on the Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Network. I want to thank you guys for listening in to the show this morning. You can follow us on Twitter at Ranked Top 5 Sports. Or you can like our Facebook page, Ranked Top 5 Sports Talk Radio um, big shouts out to my uh, Facebook group, Ranked Top 5 Sports Chicago 24-7. We talk all things sports around the country, Chicago, hard-hitting news topics. You name it, we got it uh, in our group. Got a lot of great dynamic people. And um, I love some of the content that people uh, <laughs> giving it, some of the commentary. It actually was some of the inspiration of, of today's show, talking about um, uh, Chris Carter. And uh, so it should be interesting. Of course, the federal judge told uh, Tom Brady and Roger Goodell that they need to sit down and meet and hash it out. Please do. You're two grown men. But see, they're both alpha males. So they really, they really uh, clashing right now. They're clashing. But they can't. I mean, I don't know. Is it the commissioner's responsibility to say, hey, listen, you know what? Tom, we're just going to give you two games. We'll accept what you want as the reason why you want to get punished. You know, whether it's you admit to doing whatever the situation is. I don't know, but I wish they would get over this. It's time to move on, man. Come on. NFL season about to kick up. And, and actually, Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty good last game for the quarterback replacing Tom Brady. I think he's getting better and better. As he gets more opportunities, I think he will get better. I don't know if Tom Brady better, but he's going to have to, especially if the court, the judge is not guaranteeing that he's going to rule on this before the season starts. And he shouldn't. And I hope he doesn't. He shouldn't be forced to do that. He shouldn't be forced. So I, I don't know. You know, you got a lot of things going on there. And um, it, it's just interesting to see how this NFL, I mean, the NFL Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the NFL is, is that absolute power. They really truly believe that uh, that they they can do and say whatever they want to say. They can. It's the NFL. I mean, because let's go back. You're talking about last year. What the comments that Chris Carter made in 2014. You also got to think that was the Ray Rice uh, year. You know, that was the same uh, year as Adrian Peterson had his particular situation. And so Chris Carter's on video. And it's funny because they had Chris Carter and Warren Sapp, two Hall of Famers. You know, they had their, their legal issues and trouble. But Warren Sapp afterwards, I mean, he had the pros- whole prostitution sting thing. That's just crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, you you had some things going on last year with the NFL. And so that comment alone, I'm surprised nobody from the NFL office or somebody who was watching that didn't say, you know what, Chris, 
you you can't make that that comment. You can't make it. You we gotta we gotta you gotta retract this immediately. If somebody didn't send it to TMZ. Or somebody didn't send it to the commission. Say this is what Chris Carter said. Or did they even think it was that insensitive at the NFL? They might not have thought because, like I said before, you know they made the comments. But you know you have so much going on. The NFL is absolutely its own judge and jury. Period. And I don't necessarily like that. But the commissioner is a forty-four. He's a forty-four dollar, forty-four million dollar man. Obviously, he's doing something that the NFL owners like. Maybe Robert Kraft. <laughs> Oh, like it so much now. But hey, it is what it is. It happens. Again, it's your man JT Live right here on the Money Money Quarterback Show. Hey, you know, um, shout out to, uh, and I want to go back to this uh, last week, of course. Uh, we know that. Um, Ken Stabler passed away, but um, as a former quarterback for the, the Oakland Raiders, he passed away about a month or so ago. But on top of that, man, he was um, he's going to be nominated for the uh, Hall of Fame. So it's kind of messed up that uh, he won't be around to receive that, man. You kind of hope that people, you know, when awards and accolades are given to him, that they're around here to uh, see it. That's why I always say you want to reward people while they're here on earth, man, and not... Uh, not when they're dead and gone. You want know, to tell somebody you love them, you tell them you love them right out the gate. So, uh, you know, you, you definitely move around um, with that. Also, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their center, uh, Maurice Pouncey, he's done. Broke, well, he's not done, but he broke an ankle. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see how, again, the preseason, baby. Preseason, Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I actually have the Pittsburgh Steelers, I hate to call them a sleeper team. But I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely going to be in the run to uh, to make that Super Bowl run. They are Pittsburgh Steelers. They're gonna they're gonna do. You see that defense, baby? They definitely put it down. They put it down for real. So watch out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're gonna do some work this year. But you know they lost their center. And that's not that's not cool, man. Because he is a he is a staple in, in what um, in what it is that they do up there in um, in Pittsburgh. So we'll see what happens. Hey, listen, that's it for me for the day. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Make sure you catch us this Wednesday. This Wednesday night we have a, a, a show that's coming on and dealing with homosexuality and sports. So. So make sure you you um, tune into that show. We're going to be talking a few topics. It'll be a live show, so you'll be able to call in to that number. Also, a Thursday podcast, baby. It's raw and uncut. So, you know, you make sure you, you get up in there and, and, and you check us out on there. If you have any comments, you know, you can hit me up and... Um, you know, see what you see what you like, man, because it's we don't we don't pull no punches on that podcast on our Thursday night podcast. It's raw and uncut, baby. We just we just do it. We do the do on there. We we let it we let it rip on our Thursday night uh, podcast. Also, if you want to um, and then our Friday, I think this Friday we'll having uh, Coach of Player magazine will be on our show and we'll be talking 
football. We'll be talking top 25. They'll be giving us their top 25 list. So we'll, we'll be able to get in there and uh, talk some college football, man. I can't wait for this college football season. I was so happy with, um, you know, the, the, uh, the new format and how you get championships. I think they need to expand it to at least eight teams. Hopefully they get to that point. But I mean, I'm, I'm really just glad to see that because now you get a real true uh, champion. Also, of course, Ohio State is ranked number one. And, and I don't know if Urban Meyer really wants to be in that particular situation. It, I, I'm curious. I'm really curious about that because why, why would, you know, he's had these teams over the, the, the last few years and they've done some damage. They have done some damage in the NFL. I mean, I'm sorry, in college football. They have. But I'm just curious. Now that he he's number one, everybody's going to be gunning for him. And anything can happen in the in the, in the Big Ten um, tournament, football-wise. Anybody can win that. I'm just saying it can happen. So we'll see as we go as we move forward. And um, of course, that'll be coaching player to be with us this Friday um, on our, our live podcast. So I want to thank everybody for listening in to the show. You guys, make sure you check us out. Follow us right here on blogtalkradio.com. And I'm your man, JT Live on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll see you at the top. Thank you.
Thank you.